Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Welcome back. I am Molly Smith, your host. I want to remind you all that our program is available for download. You can do so by going to our website from themedian.org. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. I have got such a special guest joining me right now. I was just talking to him before we came on the air to say, you know, how honored I am to have him here. You are not going to believe who is on the other end of this line. It's it's amazing to have this ability to to talk with him. Pastor Arthur Pawlowski is a pastor out of Calgary. He has a church in Calgary. And you will all remember his name as the pastor that took on the Canadian forces. They try to shut down his church during the COVID shutdowns in Canada. And I'm actually going to see if I can put in, if, if I can't actually put it into the program, I will certainly put the link to the video. It's a short video. I think it's about six or seven minutes long, but where Pastor Palowski actually kicked them out of his church, kicked all of the forces, the, the police officers, the, the health inspectors, etc., kicked them out of the church, said you have to have a a warrant before you can come into my church. And he stood them down and they left. It was amazing. I think the last count I heard Pastor Palowski was that there was something like millions, millions around the world that watched that video. So without further ado, thank you for being on here and may God bless you for all you've done. Thank you so much. Yeah, during that time, uh, we're talking about 2021. Yes. It was well over a year of shutdowns and, you know, infringements on our liberties. And that video, believe it or not, within a weekend was watched over a billion times. Wow. And I remember my shock because I quite did not understand why there was such a stir up because I stood strong for over a year. At that time, I was ticketed. I had police at every service, which is six times a week. And I kicked them before. They never entered the building, but I kicked them out of the property. And then this little video went like a wildfire. Then I was told that people were sick and tired of this abuse. They just wanted a simple answer and the simplest one was get out get out of my church get out of my family get out of my life get out of my business who do you think you are and of course as you can tell i am a polish immigrant i grew up behind the iron curtain under the boots of the soviets that's why we escaped to greece and then from greece to canada we came here for freedom and that's very thing that we came looking for has been stolen from us by whom? Not by foreign forces, but by our own government that swore to protect us. So they broke the law. They were breaking the law. Um, My mom studied law. I studied law. My son is to become a lawyer. So law is very dear. I'll put it this way. Liberty and freedom is very dear to our hearts. And I just simply did what millions, if not billions of people had on their hearts. Of course, as you remember, the government after that one came hard. We got arrested for inciting people to come to church, officiating oh legal gatherings, participating. 
illegal gathering in the middle of the highway on my knees with my brother David. We were charged over 40 times. So overall, I was charged 340 sometimes, over 120 court cases, 16 arrests. And then, as you know, for my involvement in a freedom convoy, which just yesterday was declared illegal, the uh, not the, the truck convoy, but the implementation of the um, measure, um, the War Measure Act, was done illegally, unconstitutional against us. The court ruled that what the government did to us was illegal. Well, but for that, I was charged with terrorism. I was convicted of terrorism. I was put in prison, solitary confinement, metal cages, stripped naked, freezing conditions, mental uh, psych wards, uh, illegally, of course. All of that was done to me against the law, the Criminal Code of Canada, uh, particularly Section 176, Charter Rights and Freedoms, Constitution. You see, Americans, when I did my tour, they were coming to me and they were saying, this will never happen to our country. We have the Declaration of Independence. We have the Constitution Amendment. I said, listen, people, you are not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Tyrants do not care about your piece of paper. You must care about your piece of paper. You must fight. You must stand up. You must be vocal. You must rally people in solidarity with each other and tell those minions of Satan not an inch. So um, I was arrested by RCMP, detectives, Calgary police. Uh, RCMP is like your FBI um, uh, multiple times, uh, interrogated and placed in Maxpot. Maxpot is a prison for the most dangerous terrorists. I was so dangerous that I got a paper from the administration that I am uh, so dangerous I have to be housed alone. I could not have a pen. I was considered the most dangerous inmate in the country. Um, a, a total craziness, of course, because I'm a pastor. I feed thousands of people to this day, 25 years now, thousands of homeless people, no violent uh, record, never charged with assault, and yet they treated me as the most dangerous person because you see hope, and that's what I was giving to the people. Hope is dangerous to those that's that right. do not want yeah. you to be hopeful. Uh, truth that I was preaching was dangerous to those that have invested in a lie, and they have invested everything they have. Don't kid yourself. This fight is to the death. Those people have a sinister plan against you, and they are moving forward. So we must recognize that and rise up and stand up. Absolutely. What happens is when the light withdraws from the darkness, when you refuse to shine, when you refuse to be the salt of this earth, then you will be trampled by men and darkness will take over. I, I say, and I'll say this publicly everywhere, we are at fault. The church, the clergy, we did this to other people by a refusal to go into all the world and preach the gospel through creation, to be the light in the darkness, to lead the people. I mean, people during that time were desperately looking for leadership. They were looking for men. And I was asking this question, where are the men? Where are the clergy? What happened to us? We preached such amazing sermons from the pulpit. And when the test came, and don't kid yourself, this is a test. We are still in the middle of test. God is shaking the fence. He's, he's forcing people to choose either the devil, then go and serve him. Or if you want to serve God, then you must make that decision. 
So um, it, it was quite a fascinating, um, you know, part of my life. I mean, I was placed on uh, house arrest after that for a year and a half. I faced multiple trials. I was found guilty as the first Canadian ever to be charged with eco-terrorism under the Defense Act and found guilty of that crime for giving a sermon to the truckers. Oh a sermon, 19-minute oh sermon. I, and, and I said them three times during my sermon peacefully, no guns, no swords, just resist them, non-compliance, civil rights, solidarity style. And for that, giving people hope, encouraging them to stand for God and state human rights, I was um, charged with terrorism. The Crown Prosecutor, um, Stephen Johnston, accused me of causing Canadian economy over $400 million worth of damages for my 90-minute oh, sermon. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, crazy stuff are happening, crazy stuff were happening. But good news, good news is this, that we just filed an appeal to the convictions. I have been the first Canadian ever to be found guilty on inciting to criminal charge. Also, we filed a lawsuit. This will be one of the biggest lawsuits in the history of this country. Um, we are going after them. We are going after, I'll just read it to you, uh, because this is a good story. Um, what enemy meant for evil, God is turning around for good. We're going after Attorney General of Canada. We're going after the police, RCMP. Again, RCMP is like your FBI. We're going after all kinds of uh, government organizations. We're going after prison. We're going after individuals, not just organizations, not just the government entities. We're going after individuals that did this to us. Imagine the premier. Premier is like your governor. Imagine them sweating at the witness stand. Imagine the experts going there and testifying. No, this is absolutely amazing. We are going after them for a conspiracy, a corruption, malicious persecution, false imprisonment, um, you know, malicious procurement and execution of search warrants, a breach of privacy, unlawful discrimination, battery, assault, torture, all kinds of different things. I mean, the page is almost 40 uh, page uh, long and outlines everything we are trying to achieve. Uh, during this time, I believe we will be able to uncover and show it to the whole nation what was done. And I think the most important question uh, that we should always keep asking why this was done to mm -hmm. us, why our rights were not protected, why they willfully broke the law, why they unleashed this Nazi uh, and a communist style. I call them a hybrid, like um, like a beast with one body, but many heads, a hydra. You chop one head and two more show up. Uh, why this was done to us, I think people deserve to know who lives next door, what kind of monsters are the people that claim that they're working for us or wearing a uniform. That's why I call them Gestapo. People don't understand history. I think that's the problem. That's exactly what I right. said to them, Gestapo, Nazis, what I simply was trying to achieve was a visual visualization of, look, they changed their uniform from blue to black. They are acting exactly like Gestapo. What is Gestapo? Gestapo is a political police unleashed on the people during the Nazi era. What happened to us if not the same thing? The officers that were supposed to protect our rights were unleashed on us 
Um, as a political police, don't kid yourself, they were not working for the people, we the people, they were working for political entities, protecting them and their interests. So I was trying to simply to, to show the parallel from history. And of course, at that time, I was um, highly criticized uh, for calling them Nazis and Gestapo. Now, everyone I talk to, and even the media, is starting to talk the same language yeah. because now they realize three years later, look, this guy was right. Yeah. This is exactly what they're doing. This is depopulation. This is a sinister plot to hurt us, not to bless us. Absolutely. Pastor, you, you know, one of the things that I, I look at as, as you were going through that was your determination, complete focus, absolute laser focused on the message that God has given us. You never, ever you didn't blink. You just keep kept going down. This is my church. This is where I worship God. This is why this is my this is my territory here. You may not come here. You may not bring this evil into it. What gives you what has given you the strength to be able to do that? Well, I actually it's quite simple. I read the Bible. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know it. this is sim- <laughs> simplifying everything, but I read the Bible. I know how the story ends. Yeah. We win. Because Jesus won on the cross. So why would I submit myself or bow or worship uh, before a golden muzzle, as I was calling it? Um, no, I read the Bible. I think that's the problem. Majority of the Christians did not read the Word of God. Clergy, instead of preparing sermons, they're buying those sermons on online. They refuse to read the Word of God. I read it many times. And... And I've seen this before. I mean, the whole story from the beginning to the end is, did God really say that? The fight is about the truth. Why? Because the truth sets the captives free. So the enemy is lying. His minions are lying. Well, we, the Christians, we should always bring the truth. And if you're not bringing the truth, if you have bowed before the golden muzzle, if you have submitted yourself to Satan's wishes, then obviously you do not believe God. And without faith, you cannot please God. You see, Jesus says, when I come back, will I find faith? Everything alive from the beginning to the end is a test. We are being refined. We are being taken to the fire, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it was in the fire that God dealt with their enemies, not outside the fire. It was in the fire that God showed up to have a a personal encounter with the man. It was in the fire that the whole world watched and they had a testimony and in a fire, not outside the fire, they were promoted. So instead of running away from the fire, I would say to you, maybe perhaps we should run always towards the fire because that's where our freedom is. You see, they were not set free outside of the difficulty. They were set free by Jesus himself inside the furnace. So if we would only read the Bible, we would have faith that moves the mountains. I, you see, I'm just a little guy, uh, you know, just an ordinary pastor. I think I'm the least in my father's household, the smallest in my father's household. Um, you know, our congregation is not big, but yet we feed thousands of people for the past 25 years. Uh, we've organized huge events without funds and backing of the mega churches, and we stood against a totalitarian regime because others did it before us. When I read the Bible, I read a historical book as well. 
And what they did, I marvel. I marvel mm -hmm. at the cloud of witnesses. So we are to follow the heroes of old because the book of Acts, that's the only book in the Bible that has no ending. That means God wants to write another chapter. You are that chapter. Oh, what yeah. are you going to say in the end when you meet Jesus or when you, you know, have a, a coffee with Apostle Peter or Paul? What are you going to tell him? Oh, I was a very faithfully warming the pew for the past 50 years. You better have a story. You better uh, have some exploits for the kingdom of God. They're going to tell you what they have done. What are you going to say? Oh, I was a faithful titer. I, 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 every week I was signing a check. Seriously? That's what you did for the kingdom of God. It's like somehow God needs your money. God wants you and your obedience. You see, if you love me, he says, not if you show up in a building. You know, going to a building is not going to turn you in a, into a Christian the same way, even if you're born in a McDonald's, if you go there every single day, it's not going to turn you into a Big Mac. Going to a building is not going to make you a Christian is obedience. If you love me, obey my commandments. Yeah. Go we. Don't sit ye. Don't stay ye. Yeah. So that's yeah. what gives me the strength and understanding of history. And that's what I teach. And of course, I'm understanding that God is bigger than all of my enemies combined together. I mean, seriously, who are those uncircumcised Philistines that should defy the armies of the living God. Who those people think they are? That's right. Exactly My God is right. bigger, exactly stronger. Right. Our God is so much bigger than than any of. It is our God is the God. Our God is where we need to go. And you're absolutely right. We need to stop being afraid, because with God. Everything is possible, and it it's possible. It's not maybe not be in our in in our ways, but it is possible because God wills it. I mean, I a hundred percent agree with you. What is? Tell us a little bit more about. And we've got about maybe six minutes left or seven minutes left in the program. Tell us a little bit about your street church and the fact that you have been arrested because you're feeding the hungry. Oh my goodness. Yeah, um, my ordeal with the Canadian government started in 2005, believe it or not. Um, at that time, for six years, we were feeding the poor and we had no problems. But then the ministry grew and we had seven locations, 250 volunteers. And the Canadian government started to take notice. Mainstream media started to show up and they were writing good articles about us. Very positive at that time. So the mayor got involved and then other politicians. And from one second to another, we were vilified. I was told to stop feeding the poor because believe it or not, in Canada, which they were working on communism and socialism for decades now, there is a law that says giving free goods and services is prohibited by a law. So if you give a sandwich <laughs> to a dying child, you are committing a crime. A distribution of printed material is also illegal. That's Bibles, gospel tracts. Uh, congregating, preaching. Uh, I was told that the name of Jesus is offensive and therefore illegal. I was told that converting people was illegal. I mean, uh, the list goes on, 340 citations over 120 court cases. But what we do is quite very simple. We show up in the worst places in the city, in the ghettos, in hell on earth where the police refuses to go. We bring cross, soup kitchen, and the gospel testimonies and music. And that changes the atmosphere. That changes everything. Um, you know, we have people going, turning away from drugs and prostitution, and we were very successful. And the government 
hated it because homelessness is a big multi-billion dollar business. So they started to ticket me. They started to tell me I cannot do it. Even though I took hundreds of, uh, of people off the streets, they said that's an illegal act uh, because they want the revolving door. Um, prison system, homelessness is a big fat business. Uh, drug uh, trafficking is a big fat business. So they were not happy that we were very successful. Um, I won 10 years later, but of course they almost finished me off. So if people are listening, if you like the story, if you would like to chip in, I mean, I took on the biggest guns, if you will, in the country. We're going after the biggest, the meanest mafia in the country, the government with their police. And uh, I was already told that it will take 10 years, millions of dollars. And I said, I don't care. I'll fight you until Jesus comes back. Justice demands restitution. What you have done was evil, sinister, and that demands a restitution. And I will, I will, by the grace of God, bring it. So if you want to support us, go to streetchurch.ca, streetchurch.ca. And there is a, a section over there. Uh, that you can donate, legal fights, you can listen to the press conference that we did. Um, I'm telling you they're scared. All the mainstream media showed up for my press conference a few weeks ago announcing the lawsuit, and then someone told them to put a cap on the story. They're oh terrified. They're scared. Well, so, that, that's um, happening all, getting... everywhere, absolutely everywhere. It, it's happening that, you know, I, I think the word is getting out. Uh, you know, we have to leave it in God's hands. Absolutely. We have to leave it in God's hands. Sorry. So, you know, and that, that, that's right. My brother David says, you know, the way God used the Get Out Nazi video that uh, circled the globe, uh, billions of people watched it, the same way God is going to spread the word around that we need support, we need help. Um, you know, we are David, yeah. and I'm willing to run with a smooth stone, a stick, and a slingshot, because I know in the end of the day, God is going to provide me with a, with a sword of my enemy, and I'll finish the job with Goliath's own weapon. So we must have faith as a church, or if we don't, we are the most pathetic of, of them all. And I have faith. I know my God. I've seen him in action, and I'm telling you, he is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and end. He is the creation of everything, and he will fa have a final say in everything we do. We just have to show up, show up and be willing to be used. He is talking to you and me and says, whom are we going to send to stand against the workers of iniquity, against this evil? We just have to show up and say, here we are, Lord. Use us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. You're giving me such hope. Uh, honestly, just talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just giving me such hope. You know, I am hearing more and more and more pastors get being in, being touched by the word of God. You know, for so long, Pastor Pulaski, we've had this, this sort of silence and you mentioned it, but I am seeing the most amazing things happening right now. I really do believe we are at a turning point. Either as Pope Benedict, uh, the, you know, the 16th that says, has said, we are, we will, we will be a smaller church, the big church. We will be a smaller church, but we will be much more powerful when we come back and understand that we have to st we have to follow God's word not man's word and it's and I, I love what you said it's it's not difficult it's knowing the word of god and if when we know the word of god 
we can move forward. So the disappointments we have, we just had a huge disappointment in Ohio with regards to our amendment uh, fight here. You know, we've now got a, in our constitution that abortion can happen until a moment of birth. Um, we lost that fight. But at the same time, we won so many things. I, I've seen so much happen since since November 7th when, when we, it, you know, we, were, we voted to put abortion into our constitution. I am seeing more and more people like you beginning to stand up and saying, okay, that's it. We're done. So thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us. Again, if you want to help Pastor Belowski, just please go to streetchurch.ca, streetchurch.ca. I'm going to put that up on our website. I didn't have a chance to put up the video, but I'm going to put it right there. You have to, listeners, you have to go. I am giving you this as homework. Go and listen to his video that he put out when he kicked the Canadian forces out of his church and told them not to come back because they were violating that they were acting like Nazis. So you have to watch that. It's an amazing, and amazing short video. But it also proves why we really must support this man and his ministries here. We have to support him. We are the body of Christ. Let's prove to, to God and, and to everybody around us that we will stand together as we fight this. Pastor Pulaski, thank you so much for all you're doing. And we will be back. I I'd love to get you on on a fairly regular basis. Let me know what's going on. We'll try to help you raise money, whatever you, it needs to happen. So God bless you lots. Thank you so much. God bless God you. God bless you. Thank you all for joining me this evening. As I say good night and God bless each and every one of you, I'd like to close with the words of the Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel. There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. From the Median is listener supported. Visit our website, fromthemedian.org, for further information or to make a donation to continue to make this radio program possible. Email us, radionews at fromthemedian.org or call 440-668-4049. Through our fromthemedian.org website, you can download this or previous programs for your listening pleasure or sign up to receive our weekly preview of upcoming guest interviews. Tune in every weeknight at the same time to listen to another great interview on From the Median as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. This program has been sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content.